Oh Jesus, Oh Jesus, we bless you. Father, we bless you.
your father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Thanks, Lord Jesus. We thank our Father and we say, Hallowed be your name, O God. O Father, let your name be glorified. Let your name be magnified. We say, Sweet Holy Spirit, Mando Brahida Shikava Lekesikata. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will dwell in the midst of us this morning. My God, we thank you, because you are set to do great and mighty things in the midst of your people. You are set to do great and mighty things in our lives, oh God. You are set to establish covenants in the midst of us, Father. Father, we bless you because we know that this is the day, this is the day, this is the day. We position ourselves under the fuel of your spirit. Position ourselves under the fuel of grace. We position ourselves under the fuel of power. We declare, we declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that there is a stream, an everlasting stream that flows in the midst of us. My God, we thank you because there is an accumulation of the prayers of your people. My God, we thank you because we are moving in the stream. We are swimming in the stream. Our lives are built by the stream. Bora keso paradika dusa Oh Lord, we bless you. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there is something about exalting the name of God. There is something about exalting the name of Jesus. I thought to myself that this morning I should wrap up the teaching on gates and doors as we began before, so that it will mark this our um, seventh day of prayer reign. And I'm doing so because, first of all, the, as we began the teaching the, the, the previous time, I realized that it impacted the lives of a lot of people, but I also see the expediency of um, knowing what it's, what the operation of gates and doors is like. Um, but you see, Jesus began to speak, you know, in the New Testament, and he began to speak about the the working of the, of doors and gates, but in a completely different way. He was talking about the invasion of um, heaven on earth. He was talking about the need for heaven to come and settle in the lives of people, to come and settle in every space that we are in. Jesus was speaking and he said, listen, when you pray, ask that our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus never commands us to do or to say anything that is not possible. You know, God is not like man. It is men that joke around with things. It is men that say things that they don't mean. You know, that's why part of the things that the Bible began to teach us is the stewardship of our words. Understanding fully well that when a God speaks, that things are born, things are birthed. You know, because if you trivialize your words um, in, in the day that you are joking, there is a most likely tendency that in the day that trouble comes, you will also trivialize your words. There's a tendency that in the day that there is problem and you need those words to rise up for you, you need those words to save you, you need those words to open doors for you, that you will not be able to believe that it is possible. So, um, you know, this morning I'm talking, I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, I was just saying, ah, America Embassy, you know, and all of that. And I, and I said, ah, gosh, America Embassy, they believe they are the bride of Christ. So they feel they can do anything they want to do, you know, and we left. And she said, no, but PI, they will work for for good because there is work for us to do. There are things for us to go and do in America. There are meetings we're supposed to have. So, you know, it's going to open up. And immediately, you know, we just started praying for ease in the process. And we prayed for America. And she was like, no, America used to be, America Embassy Nigeria used to be more effective. So let us pray that God will, you know, make them effective again. People should not, they should not be going back, they should be going forward. And from just a conversation of, ah, now, wow, you know, these days it's so hard, even with the, uh, um, the same drop boxes back, even with that, they're like, oh, you need to drop your passport for two months. Well, it's like, oh, what is this about? And I was having this conversation we had just before praying. And, you know, but in the midst of that, we then evolved into praying for the nation, praying for the embassy, praying for the operations in Nigeria. And the reason why that is so crucial is because you, you can't joke around with your words. You know, just understanding that if two of us will sit down and pray for American embassy in Nigeria, that, that things can happen. A friend of mine um, was meant to go do her master's in the UK um, and get a, some, her, her MBA in Oxford. And we were just talking, and she was like, I have these no policies around you know, traveling to the UK. I have the first sessions I'm meant in the UK. Please mute your microphone. I have different sessions I'm meant to do in the UK. You know, how are we going to go about? How am I going to go about it? And I just, I sent her a message. I said, change the laws. And I put a full stop behind it, you know. And I was like, it, to me, it's that simple. You have to change it. So she was like, ah, this one you put full stop behind it. It's like, because I said, that's the only thing you're going to do. You're going to pray and you're going to change it. Because the Bible says Elijah was a man of light passion and he prayed. Then the heavens were closed. So there is something about a man standing on the earth that makes it possible for him to connect with the desire of heaven. So the man himself is a gateway by which the things that God truly wants to do and God truly wants to establish, you know, is brought down into the earth. And, you know, they're like one week after that, she's like, can you believe me? Look at what has happened now. It has changed. We are like, oh, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. I was like, fantastic. You know, so our words are so critical. Our words are so important. You know, where you are today is a product of the words you spoke yesterday. Where you will be tomorrow will be a product of the words that you will speak today. So God is calling us back to a place of stand stewardship of our words because our words also serve as entrance in
in our words serve as a gateway by which the heavens are able to come down into the earth. So we must steward our words effectively. Now, Jesus began to say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is almost as though that the preceding words that he spoke or the preceding instructions that he gave us are the things that open the gate to the kingdom of God coming and his will being done on earth. He says, say our father, say our father who art in heaven, say hallowed be your name, say your kingdom come. So it is almost as though those are the passwords that open the gates to heaven. It is almost as though the moment you stand in that place and you begin to declare and you begin to say, oh God, and you begin to acknowledge him and see him and know him as the God and you begin to acknowledge the fact that the father you have the one that covers you the one that knows you the one that keeps you is not a god that is bound by the circumstances of this world is not a god that is bound by the politics of this world is not a god that is bound by the situations of this world he is a god that dwells in the heavens above he is a god that lives in eternal rest he is a god that lives in the place of sufficiency and the fullness of his grace and his glory my father who art in heaven he is not just a god he is your father. He's not just a God. He is the one that has given you DNA. He's not just a God. He's the one that is responsible for training you and equipping you and empowering you through life. Jesus said, as you begin to say this word, something happens. You are opening the doors for the kingdom of heaven to come down to the earth. So this morning, can we pray? My father who is in heaven, my father who is in heaven, the one that birthed me, the one that nurtures me, the one that stewards my life, the one that beautifies me my life, the one that keeps me, the one that trains me, the one that feeds me is a God that dwells in the heavens of heavens. He's a God that owns the vastness of space. He's the God that resides in eternity. No, in fact, eternity resides in my father. This is the one that I look up to. I don't need any physical Godfathers. I have God who is the father. He is the king of all kings. He's the master of all things. Oh, Jesus, I bless you. Can you pray this morning? Because Jesus began to say as you say this word something is happening you are opening the space of your life to the invention of heaven over my children you are their father you are the father of Nathan you are the father of Judah the father that they have oh, this is a father that dwells in heaven it is the father that sits in heaven it is the father that commands the host of heaven oh God I bless you my ministry has got a father the name of my father is Elohim El Shaddai Yahweh the name of the father of our prayer is Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Shammah oh who is the God that moves from the heavens. He is the God that when he comes down, the mountains begin to shake. The lambs begin to leap. Oh, my son, the mountains leap like lambs. Here is my father. He is the one whose voice is able to swallow darkness. Oh, he is the God that oh, he dwells on my life. When he comes down, he completely consumes everything that seeks to break me, everything that seeks to intimidate me. This is my father. This is the one that watches over me. The one that watches over Zion. 
Ela 
over that prayer point. And I feel in my heart that God um, wants, to, wants to restore um, fatherhood in the life of And I feel that God wants to restore, you know, the things that have been lost through time, the things that have been lost, um, you know, in seasons in terms of the father people. So this morning, Lord, we pray. We ask and you begin to restore and you begin to reconcile what people have in the journey of time. To those who grew up without fathers, I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you will give to them by faith what they do not have by experience. Amen. Because you are the same God that has said that, let the barren woman break out. Let the barren woman stretch her tents. Let the barren woman sing more than the woman with a child. Because this is the time where she will have more children than she who gave birth physically. You are the God that is able to give to people the things that physically they did not have. But you give them the blessedness of this. And you anoint them with the grace of the things that they did not labor for. So God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone who is laboring under the weight of fatherlessness. Everyone who laboring under the weight of fatherlessness that did not know what it was like to have the love, the appreciation, the care of a father that is struggling. People who are used to being independent, who are used to resolving all things by themselves, they are used to manipulation, they are used to fighting. God, I pray for every one of them on this call. I pray, Jesus, that the love of the of you, oh God, we hit them this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, I pray that you will strengthen and you will nurture this world, oh God. I pray, Father, that they will begin to learn, they will begin to learn the blessedness of fatherhood. They will begin to learn the blessedness of fatherhood. Father, I ask, oh God, that you will strengthen them because there are people that have labored themselves from when they were children. They never knew what it was like to rest in the blessing of the Father. They never knew what it was like to rest in the, in the, in the effectiveness of the father they started learning to survive from a young age they started learning to struggle my god my god my god father i ask that you will heal these wounds because they have brought the same struggles into their faith they don't know how to trust you they are never setting oh god that you will show up father i ask that you begin to cause your healing anointing to stream through the zoom call this morning in the name of jesus this morning i want you to just say unto the lord god i receive your fatherhood god i receive your fatherhood i see the image in my spirit of some people um, when you gave your life to Christ, you gave your life to Christ and you called him from today, you are my Lord, you are my master, I dedicate my life to you, I declare that I come into the kingdom, I depart from the kingdom of darkness, and that is the only confession you have been riding on. 
You have been riding on the confession of him being your Lord and your master only. You have not arrived. You have not seen. You have not consciously and intentionally reading on the confession that he's your father. Today, we are going to dedicate our lives again. And this morning, you are dedicating it and saying, my God, I come into your fatherhood. I come into the covering of you as my father. I come into the covering of you as the one that stands over my life. You are my God. You are the one that nurtures me. Do not let me hustle for the things that you give me freely. Do not let me struggle for the things that you give me by grace. Oh Lord, show me what it's like to be a child. Show me what it's like to rest in the arms of a father. Oh, Mareka Suvra Ikapala. I hear the Spirit of God saying that the next level of the blessing of God coming down upon your life is motherhood. The blessing of fatherhood. The blessing of fatherhood. And so now in the name of Jesus, I begin to call for the restoration of wounds. I begin to call for the balm of Gilead to heal those who are wounded by fathers, those who have been broken by fathers. God of Father is that the Father is meant to sit over you. A father is meant to be your cover. Your father is, a father is meant to be your boldness and the courage by which you launch out into the world. A father is meant to give you a sense of confidence and a sense of assurance that all is well. You see, so when a person does not have the covering and the confidence of fatherhood, you are consistently trying. You are consistently conscious of yourself. You are consistently laboring and struggling. It is all about your strength. Even the prodigal son, he came to a time in his strife where he sat back and he said, I need to go back to my father's house. He understood that there is, irrespective of the depth of suffering that you have entered, a father is the one that restores you. A father is the one that restores you. He said, I have to go back to my father's house. This morning, I pray for you in the name of Jesus, that the fatherhood of God will be revealed to you, because that is the beginning of all things. Jesus said, our father who art in heaven, if the foundation of the fatherhood of God is not right, everything else will be out of order. Every other way that you try to meet with God, it will just be a fractured, a fractured way to the Lord. So I pray that God will bring wholeness into your life in the name of Jesus. That God will bring full life in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will embarrass you today with the love that comes with his fatherhood. I pray that God begins to restore the heart of a man. You are married now and you are struggling. You are struggling to be a father to your wife. You're struggling to be a father to your children. Your fatherhood is only by intimidation and oppression. You don't know how to be a father, even though you have glory and power and majesty. You don't know how to be powerful and yet tender. You don't know how to be a fire, but at the same time, be the wind that consoles. I pray that God will begin to show you the multiplicity and the multiple expressions of fatherhood and how a father never breaks his 
how a father never corrupts his own because the destinies of Joseph is relying upon your fatherhood. The destiny of Jacob is depending upon your fatherhood. I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that God will begin to rebuild and God will begin to restore in Jesus' name. Yes, Holy Spirit, do the work in your children. Do the work in your children. Do the work in your children. Somebody is entering into the rest of God. Somebody, the hand of depression, somebody this morning, right now. The hand of depression, I see breaking off somebody. The moment you opened up to the fatherhood of God, of you. I see it. It was a demon that was sitting on your back. The moment you said, God, I received your fatherhood, it fell to the floor. It fell off you. Thank you, Jesus. I see it running. I see it running. I'm putting a great distance between you and itself. Why? Because you have embraced the covering of God's fatherhood. You see, fatherhood is not about what you do or what you deserve. My husband is such an amazing father to my children. And I see that one minute, my son may be naughty. And the next minute, my husband is strategizing. Oh, how are we going to do this? How are we going to um, arrive at doing this for him? Okay, what's the next best thing we can give to him? Education, experience, exposure. Meanwhile, that same child is in the naughty corner in one area. But the father is constantly strategizing for the good of the child. As you embrace the fatherhood, something is breaking off you. Something is breaking off you right now in the name of Jesus. You are not a vagabond. You are not an orphan. So many of you are not able to find stability in your spirituality because you are still operating with that orphan spirit that you had in the world. That spirit where you felt like there is nobody here for me or keeping me. And so you came into the faith. That's the same way. Christianity is all about opportunity. Ministers are opportunities for you. You are never able to stay and stabilize. For some of you, you don't understand what it's like to have the rod of God alongside the staff of God. All you want to see is the staff, the one that leads you and keeps you. The moment he brings out his rod, you have left God for three months. But today, stability comes into your life. Today, stability comes into your life. You are able to rest and to dwell with God, to understand that his rod is a confirmation that his staff is with you, to you also. I see someone that is tormented in the ninth time. I see someone that constantly has nightmares and Satan constantly paints demonic pictures in your eyes so that every time you go to bed, you can't sleep. It is because a gate was opened in your life. But today, as you embrace the fatherhood of God. I want you to know that God is restoring rest to you, even in the spirit realm. Because you see, my child, if my child has a bad dream, he runs from his room and he comes into my room and he's like, mommy, can I just lie down beside you? And I, I, I know that sometimes I am asleep, my eyes are heavy, but I just move a bit into the bed and I take him and I put and I hold him. You know, that's what a father, that's what a parent does. You see, torments cannot lay hold of a person that has a father. You cannot be tormented when you have a father. You cannot be oppressed when you have a father. I remember growing up when I used to walk on the streets, I used to walk with such confidence because anybody that tried me, 
Brostone is waiting for you. My dad, that's why it's calling Brostone. My father, we fight. It doesn't even matter who you are. In fact, the moment he arrives, he's, he's just crashing his car and going to, you say, what happened? He's arriving at that location. Even down to a madman who intimidates my sisters there in New Bini. Hey, what? There was no madman that used to be at New Bini bus park. For those of you who know Bini City. And this madman, every time my sisters are passing, he will be insulting them. See you, see how shooting like sugar cane. Look at you, you are this, you are that. And then one day my sister came home crying. I was, I don't, I was new to them, but like they gave me the gist. My sister came home crying. My mother said, what happened? He said, that is one Christmas. Every time we are passing, we want to enter the bus. He insults us. He said, he insults you. My children, in my mind, I'm thinking, he's a madman, daddy. He does not understand the logic of fatherhood. So my father said, he insults you. You say Christmas, where? New Bini. My father went to that same New Bini. He arrived with all his thugs. They beat that madman. They beat him into sanity. And then he said, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I know when your children, from that day, when my sisters are passing, ah, God told me children. That's why you know he's not really mad. The problem is that nobody's father had shown up yet. You understand? The fatherhood of God, it will put all the demons in order. The ones that think that they are rebels, the ones that think that they are crazy. When God shows up as a father, they arrange themselves. From that day, he will come, he will open the door for them. He will say, find it. He used to insult them before, say, I should be. He will say, find a pretty girl. Look at how you are. His madness was corrected. The modern moment my father dealt with him. That was my father. That's my father. No teacher could intimidate us. Nobody, no, no boy. I remember someone that was toasting me then. One day I refused, I, I shouted at me. I was like, stop following me around. And the boy said, what is wrong with you? And he started insulting me. And the next thing, my brother came and he gave my brother, <laughs> hit my brother. And so we were deliberating over the affairs of his violence concerning me when my dad arrived. As my dad was coming, he said, what's happening at the gates? Why are you all here? And we said, daddy, uh, I said that this is one boy that is toasting me. I was about 13. My father said, he's what's new? I said, I said, daddy, he's toasting me, but I refused. I didn't want to have anything to do with him. And he said, he insulted me. And then he hit it. He said, he did what? He said, let me go. My father drove his car to this person's house. He didn't even carry us in the car. He said, show me the way. And he started accelerating. So we were running to show him the way while he was driving. And we arrived at the spot, his father's uh, uh, shop. And as soon as my dad came out of the car, do you know what my father said? As he came out, he said, where's the bastard? I said, daddy, is, is, this is the boy. <laughs> this is the boy. He said, where's his father? That was the first question. Because my dad is like, I don't care who your father is. Go and call your father. This is a battle of fathers. This is a battle of fathers. This is why when Jesus came, what did he come to restore? Fatherhood. Fatherhood, that we may know that we have a father in heaven. A father puts his name at stake for his children. A father puts his, his, his image at stake. This is my dad, you know, his honor and his splendor, fine boy, fine car. But when he came to his children, he will go and fight. Nobody, he may beat you at home, but he does not give anybody the right to beat you outside. If anyone dared to touch him. So you need to understand the concept of family and fatherhood. Because you see, there are some oppressions you have. You need to look Satan in the eye and tell him this is a family business. 
There are some weaknesses you have and he tries to raise condemnation at you. And you look at him and say, Satan, this is a family business. This sin is not against you. You are not my God. You are not my father. This is a matter for my father to settle. This is a thing that we settle in Zion. We settle it between me, God, Jesus, Holy Ghost, the Angelicals, the Cherubims. You are not in this family. So you don't have the right to bring condemnation on me. You know, there are some people that, you know, they'll come back to me. Oh, P.I., uh, you know, I'm sorry what I did to you. I'll just be my heart. I say, hey, calm down. Satan cannot enter this matter yet. Yes, you have, you, you disrespected me, you dishonor me. But this is a family business. So can we just rebuke the devil, first of all? He has no business entering our business. If me and you, we have a problem, we certainly desire style. Do you understand? So there are some deliverances that come by reason of fatherhood. That day, my father dealt with that family. Plus the son, plus the father, plus the mother. I said, Jesus Christ, this man. Do you understand? That is what is what a father does for a child. It's a family business. I need you to say to yourself, it's a family business. You've sinned and you've been struggling. Satan has been hitting condemnation of you. You have repented before God, but Satan will not let you go. Look at him today and say, it's a family business. Family covers their own. Family preserves the name of their own. Family stands by their own to take or thing. The next level of faith for you is going to be activated by the knowledge of fatherhood. The next level of faith for you is going to be activated by the knowledge of the fatherhood of God. There's something about your father. He is not just faithful. He is the faithfulness. He is, it is in his nature to attend consistently to his own. There is something about God. He is not just loving you. He is love. So you need to understand who your father is. There is not a day that you will appear before him that you need to worry about his love towards you. This is your father. This is your father. So I pray that today, deliver over you. I pray that today, that confidence will be stirred up in you. You will stop praying some prayers when you have a father. When you know that God is a father. Because you see, when a child is growing up, your father has more stake in your success than himself. David said to Solomon, he said, Solomon, for the Lord God Almighty has said to me that as long as you, you abide by the laws that you keep to the dictates, to the commands, that I will never lack a man upon the throne. Solomon, the things that I am teaching you is for my sake also, not just for your sake, because in your success is the success of my works. In your uplifting is my uplifting. You need to understand that God has got major stake in your destiny. As a matter of fact, he is the major shareholder that when it comes to your life. So you see this thing you are worrying about. You don't need to worry about it because God is more invested in your success than you. Father, because in your stability is the extension of his throne. In your stability is the extension of his name. It is a family business. It is a family business. This morning, I need you to gather all those troubles, gather those issues, Gather that problem, gather those failed contracts, gather those failed proposals, gather that failed promotion, gather that marital problem, gather that sickness, gather everything right now. Hold it in the spirit before God. And say to them, it is a family business. I bring it into the family. I bring it into the living room of the family. I bring it into the throne room of my father.
This is a family business. This is a family business. No matter how great a man is, the moment he hears that his daughter is having issues in her husband's house and they give him the right to step in, he steps in. He doesn't say, do you know I'm the president? No, it is a family business. He drops all the attire and all the uh, protocols of being a president and he enters into fatherhood. Today, God is meeting you in the realm of fatherhood. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He Heal the eyes of your people. Heal the eyes of your children. Heal the eyes of your people. Heal their eyes. Let them see. Maroke Matuza Kepala. In the name of Jesus. Say to the Lord, Father, heal the eyes of my heart. Heal the eyes of my spirit. Heal the eyes of my soul. Heal the eyes of my mind. Let me begin to view through the, uh, the lenses of fatherhood. Restore fatherhood, the knowledge of fatherhood in my life. Bela Kabasa. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We cry out the Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We cry out the Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We cry of the Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. You see, the confidence with which I walk into meetings, the confidence with which I address situation, I pray for people, the confidence with which I stand up to minister and to speak. And people say, ah, P.I., the audacity with which you break scripture. It comes from a place. It's a place of the knowledge of the fatherhood of God. I don't stand condemned. I have the right to receive revelation. He's my father. Some things are hidden from people outside. Those are people that are outside the family. You see, that's why you have something called family secrets. There are some secrets that are told only within the family. I have access to the family secrets of Zion. I have access to the revelations of God. You know, there are some things that a father will show to only his son and say, come, let me show you this box in this corner. This is where I have kept the landed documents. This is where I've kept this in this safe because you are a son. So you have the right to revelation and understanding. When you understand fatherhood, it will shift. When I come into a meeting and I say, Lord, I thank you because heaven is here. Because heaven is here. I welcome the ministration of angels. I woke up. I'm not saying it from a place of I'm the one that is the most fasted human being or I'm the most powerful person. No. I say those things from a recognition of the fact that this is a family. It's a family business we are doing no. It is called Elohim and Sons. JJ Jehovah and Sons. That's the name of our business. You understand? JJ Jehovah 
and sons enterprise. You understand? It's a family business. You know, have you seen how the Jews do business? It's a model for us. You see, this Christianity, this faith that we are doing is a family business. So I am backed up by all the resources of Zion. So when I, as a son, I come and I'm like, um, you know, so we're about to open paths in the realm of the spirit. We're about to open new doors and an extension of the territory of Zion. You'd understand. All the angels are working in collaboration with me. Why? It's a family business. I have help. I have resources. I have support because in my prosperity is the prosperity of our brand. It's a family business. The next level of your faith is going to come from this revelation. The next level of your faith is going to come from this revelation of fatherhood. And this is why that was how Jesus began. He says, my father who is in heaven. Ah, lelabaya. My father who is in heaven. This is why when Jesus was dying on the cross, he began to scream. My father, my father, why have you forsaken me? He didn't scream, my God, my God. He didn't scream, my master, my master. There is a level of torment and pain that you will enter. Only the fatherhood of God can sustain you through it. The knowledge of his fatherhood. The knowledge of his fatherhood. A father will run into a vehicle that is about to hit his child. And he will grab the child, cover the baby, let the car mash him. That's what a father does. It is the knowledge of the fatherhood of God that makes you know you can never be abandoned in a trouble. That makes you know that your father is touched by your problem. Till today, if I pick up the phone and call my dad at my age, and I'm like, daddy, he may be with his friends. I may be here and say, hey, yes, I'm all okay. I'm I heard, yes, you say, you see, you say, if once he hears my voice and I'm like, daddy, daddy, he's like, you say, hold on, I, I beg, and they come. He will leave where he is and go to another room. I say, ah, my daddy, what's happening? Oh, stop crying, stop crying. It's okay, it's okay. And then he will attend to me. You need this understanding to understand that God, when he says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. One day my dad was praying for me. And I remember that season, I was going through a transition and my heart had been broken by a father that I had received in my life. And I was crying and I was crying and I was crying. And I remember I didn't know what to do. And then I had a dream that night. And in the dream, um, I saw that my father was blessing people and they were on a queue, a long queue. And my dad was praying for people and my mom sat beside him, but he sat on a chair that was high and he was praying for people. And then when I entered the, this, this huge hall, I looked and I was like, ah, the queue is so long. When will he get to my turn? When will my dad pray for me? And the next day, as soon as he saw me, he told the whole queue to hold on. And he said, Isi, come. And I skipped the queue and he brought me forward. And as I going forward, I knelt down and my father started praying for me in the dream. And he started saying, I bless you. I bless you with the dew of heaven. I say to you, you would rise out of this. I say to you that there is strength for you. Your journey will not be truncated. And my father, and as he was praying for me, there was a little potted plant on the windowsill behind him that I noticed when I entered. But as he started praying for me and blessing me, this potted plant started growing. I literally saw the plant grow, grow, till it broke 
the windowsill and it became a huge tree. It was like as he prayed for me and as he blessed me, the tree, it was growing and growing. And it was like the tree was responding to the blessings he was pronouncing over me. And it broke the windowsill and it expanded and became a big tree. When it became a big tree that had fruit, my father said, and so shall it be. And I woke up. And as soon as I woke up from that dream, I realized that my journey had not ended. What I needed was the intervention of a father. And then it dawned on me that the battle I was fighting was a battle of fatherhood over my life. And I, as soon as I woke up, I called my dad. And in my heart, I was thinking, oh, but God, my dad does not really understand all these spiritual principles. He was, he was a guy man that has not found the Lord in his old age. So he's just going to Catholic church. You know, he's part of the bazaar. You know, he's doing all that he's doing. But even in that one, Seth, the priests, they are still looking for him to say, uncle, you know, you are 80, come be coming down for Jesus. You know, so I was like, will my father know what to do? Would he understand all the spiritual dynamics? And so I next day I was like, you know what? I'm going to call my dad. And I remember that day I, I was holding on. I wasn't calling him. But that day again, something struck me again. And I was like, ah, this pain is too much. I remember picking up my phone and I called my father. And I said, daddy, he said, ah, my friend, my friend. That's what he calls us, my friend. My friend, my friend, you call me today. He was joking in his usual manner. And I said, daddy, I'm not joking. Daddy, I'm in pain. And he said to me, what's wrong with you? I said, daddy, you remember this man that I took like a father? No, 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 look at what's happening. I said, daddy, I don't know if I can do ministry again. I am discouraged. I am broken. And I was wailing on the phone. My father allowed me to cry. When I finished, my father said to me, he said, my daughter, I am not dead. I am alive. He said, I am still your father. As far as heaven is concerned, I am still the one that stands over you as a father. He said, I have not given you off to anybody. I have not relinquished my rights over you. So as your true father, I break every hold that this other person has on you. And I say that in the name of Jesus, you are free. You are not broken. You are not battered. I bless you from the depth of my heart. He said, as long as it was my body that produced you, out of that same body, I bless you. Ah, this man began to pray for me. Listen, guys, something happened. Something happened to me that day. This day, that day, it was not about prayer of the most high. It was not about how many scriptures I knew. All I just needed was a father to pray for me, to bless me out of the powers of love and mercy. And it began to break in the realm of the spirit. It began to scatter. It began to pieces. Every kind of oppression I was going through. That day, depression fell from me. Fear fell from me. Shame fell from me. I received courage to press forward. I received courage to advance. That is what the father does for you. The Lord sits over you as a father. The same way my father said, Isi, I am not dead, I am alive. That is the same way God is thundering over you and God is saying, listen, Choma, I am not dead, I'm alive. How can I be alive as your father and you are going through such brokenness? How can I be alive as your father and you are having a season of being stunted? How can I be alive as your father and you are being oppressed in the first heaven, second heavens? Listen to me. Come and sit where I sit. Come and reign with me. Come and dwell with me. Come and sit in the position of power because I am your father, says the Lord. 
Alameenda doruku sanda zekelebe sanda. Shaka puka tuka pake tuka mate keila ala. Wona maruka sakle kukuria kapatana makatea. God is healing somebody today. I see a lady on her knees crying. And she's saying, God, show me your fatherhood. Wela maruka sombre yala muwana mushakaba. God is healing the fractured image you had about your father. God is healing the days of brokenness. The days that have shattered your heart. Then it's impossible for you to submit to authority. God is restoring the knowledge and the integrity of fatherhood in your life. The knowledge and the integrity of authority so that you may be blessed with the sufficiency of heaven. There are men on this call. God is restoring you today. God is restoring you today. God is restoring you today. You will not break your children. You will not fracture your children. You will not bend their lives because you were not able to be a father to them. God frees you of every burden. God frees you of every previous definition of culture. God pulls you into the revelation of the culture of Zion, of the culture of Zion. You are free to love. You are free to be. You are free to play with your children. You are free to express love to them. Because today, God begins to show you new expressions of love. God begins to show you new expressions of love and liberty in fatherhood. Oh, let it be restored. I see families being built up this morning. I see families this morning. Ora keba sura kababa. Shabro kura basile bukura bakasa karabateka karamakore basanda barakate kerebotosi. Oh yes, the cry of a father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. The cry of a father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be. I cry at the Father. I cry at the Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. I cry at the Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Have you not read two scriptures? Have you not seen in the word of the Lord that the transference of blessing it comes from father to to father, fathers to sons, and those sons become fathers and they bless their own sons. It is transferred through the fatherhood. The power you are seeking for in God, it is transferred through the fatherhood. No matter how much a man loves his servants, there is a measure of his blessing and inheritance that he preserves for his son. What you need now is the fatherhood of God. The next dimension of operation you are seeking for, the next outworking of faith, the next outworking of truth and power is in the fatherhood of God. There are blessings Covenant blessings that are locked into this family of Zion. They are covenant blessings that are locked into our family. And this morning, as you enter into the fatherhood, there is a release. There is a release. 
measures of the spirit that should have come to you years ago that you struggled with is being released to you now in the name of Jesus. There is an infusion into your spirit. I see it happening right now. There is an infusion into your spirit. It is coming like a wave from heaven. It is entering into your spirit from spirit to spirit, from spirit to spirit, from deep to deep, from well to well. It is being transferred to you now. There is a transference of blessing. There is a transference of deeds. Rights are being restored to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, it's happening. Oh, Shalaba. That's how I changed my life. Karaba. That's how I changed my world. Maraba say, Father to Son. Sing that song again. I want us to hear it together. Father to Son. Yes. Spirit to Spirit. Take it up, take it up, take it up, take it up. With your bread of life, that's how I change my life. Harabo shaka bosobo satalaba, haraba shole bakora bahar, tabo soki bahar, harabo soki bahar, haraba kosha teba, ere bobo bobo shaka kara bahar, mara kabo soki bara hayala do soki da bahayala la la kara. Breathe your word upon me, Karabaha. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Your name is your name. Breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Arabakosha, yes, make that your prayer. Breathe your name upon me. Breathe your name upon me. Breathe the emblem of our family upon me. Breathe the emblem of our family upon me. Arabashaka bahara basotele bahaya la labosha. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Arabakashara bahara. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Your name will haze your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Yes. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Your hair will haze your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Father to child, spirit to spirit, guided by your word. With your bread of life, that's how I come alive. That's how I change my world. Father to child, spirit to spirit, guided by your word. With your bread of life, 
That's how I come alive. That's how I change my world. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Your hey, well, hey, is your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Somebody needs to receive the breath of God this morning. Somebody needs to receive the Holy Ghost again this morning. Just receive the fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. As the Lord baptizes you with the knowledge of his fatherhood. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Just ask the Lord to breathe upon you again. Let new breath come upon you. Bone to bone. Let sinews come upon that brokenness. Let flesh be put on top of it. Let your army of dry bones rise up and become a mighty army that fights and contends with for you on your behalf. Because the breath of God has come. The breath of your father has come. The breath of your father has come. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it, we receive it, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Someone just received a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. And someone just received the Holy Ghost for the first time. And was just the Holy Spirit was just poured out onto, upon somebody. Because for the first time, you received the fatherhood of God. He's your father. He's your father. You know, there is something about sons that receive the father's training. If you look through the Bible and you look at the life of Jacob as an example, in as much as it was prophesied concerning Jacob, from when he was in the womb, the Bible said that God said to the mother and said that the young, the older one shall serve the younger one. The mother already knew that it was Jacob that was meant to carry it. She already knew. So when the time came, the mother started plotting and doing everything that she could to make sure that it rested on Jacob. But you notice that in the life of Jacob, you begin to see a series of scheming and plotting. And then Jacob, even though he had the blessing, he could not come into the full manifestation of it. Something was always missing. Something was always missing. So Jacob, we have encounters. Jacob, we have angelic visitation. Jacob, we have, you know, very spiritual instructions. But Jacob just always seemed to never be able to move straight. There was always that streak of you know, self-consciousness and self-righteousness and, you know, trying to manipulate things by his own standards until healing came to God, until healing came to J J Jacob. So Jacob needed to meet with the angel of God at Peniel. Jacob needed an encounter that broke his strength, that broke his own ability to journey through life by himself. Jacob needed to have an encounter with the one. And if you notice, when Jacob was fighting with the angel, after a while, he said, the angel said, what do you want? He said, bless me. Listen, it is a father that blesses a child. 
How could Jacob be asking for something that he had already received from Isaac? What else did Jacob want? Knowing the history of Abraham, knowing the history of Isaac, what else was he looking for? That stood that, ah, even this thing, there is still something missing. I still feel like I'm not able to walk in the culture and in the life of the God of my father, Isaac. I need something inside of me to break. I need something inside of me to crack. I need to enter the peace that accompanies this blessing. I need to enter the rest that accompanies this blessing. I need to enter the favor that accompanies this kingdom. There may be somebody that is feeling like Jacob and Peniel. And you have arrived at a point where it seems like all the spiritual mathematics you used to know is not adding up anymore. And you are at this point where you feel like, I, I need something else. There is something missing in this equation. It's almost like a variable. The variable that is missing is the fatherhood of God. It is that place where, like Jacob, the Lord breaks your hip bone. And from that day, you have to depend on the staff. You have to now learn to lean on the staff. You now have to learn to rest on the staff of God. You now have to understand that it doesn't matter how much they call you a powerful man of God. Every man needs a father. Every man has a father. It doesn't matter how the height you climb in the spirit. Nothing can surpass God's fatherhood over you. And so Jacob from that day began to journey leaning on the staff, leaning on God. Leaning on his shepherd, leaning on the eternal one of heaven from that day forward. And you then notice that Jacob did not play with the one that he knew was the carrier of the blessing. Jacob spent so much time with Joseph that even though Joseph was away for many, many, many years without having his father present with him, Joseph never ever broke the standards of God. Even though he was, Jacob was not there. His brothers were not there to judge him. There was no proof that God was even there. But Joseph never broke it. Why? Because in the years that Jacob had Joseph, he infused fatherhood into him. He began to give him the support. He began to give him the courage. He began to give him the confidence. He trained Jacob. The Bible says, he trained Joseph. The Bible says that Jacob loved Joseph apart from his brothers. So there was a way he engaged with the brothers, but because he knew his other sons, but because he knew that Joseph was the one that was meant to extend the blessing in their lineage, he apart from the brothers. He gave him a kind of covering as a father. The Bible says he sold for him a coat of many colors. A coat is like a mantle. A coat is like, is the, like the representation of gifts and mantles and strength and capacity. And he says the father gave him a coat of many colors. Does that not sound like our father? He has given unto us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. When a father deals with a son, he lavishes him. When ordinary men bless their children, he give, they give them, when they bless people, they give them portions, they give them father lavishes his child. He lavishes his child. He gave him a coat of many colors. I pray today that you would understand what fatherhood is like. You know, one day I looked at my husband and I told him, I said, I don't think you love me the way you love your children. Because when I see the way he loves his children, the way he cares for them, he just laughed to say, ah, Isi, it's different. It's not that I don't love you. It's just different. There is something about a father. The children of a father, the children have a father, that's what they call in Nigeria, they call him mumu button. Your mumu button is the button that when now your mumu button is pressed, you just do anything that the person that presses the mumu button wants you to do. You see, children have father's mumu's button. You have an access to God 
that other people don't have. Even the cherubims that stand at his throne, they don't have it. Even the ones, the angels that he sent on a they don't have it. You mute your microphones. But you have this access to God. You have this blessing whereby you cry, Abba, Father. Whereby you cry, Abba, Father. Whereby you cry, Abba, Father. Let it rest. Let it rest over you. Let it pour upon you. Let it pour upon you. Yes. Upon me, breathe. Lord, here I raise your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon him, breathe. Breathe your name upon her, Lord. Just breathe your name upon her, breathe. Just breathe your name upon her, breathe. Lord, hey, well, hey, is your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon her, breathe. Breathe your name upon him. Just breathe your name upon him, breathe. Just breathe your name upon him, breathe. Let all the men on this call receive the breath of God. Receive, receive the fatherhood of God this morning. Just breathe your name upon him, breathe. Now can we sing that song of our fathers again? Because we need the men to rise up in true fatherhood. It determines what will happen in our lives and in the lives of our children. This morning, begin to pray for all the men that you know. Begin to pray for all the men. Pray for the ones that are now fathers and the ones that will be fathers. Pray for them. That the Lord God Almighty would reach them and would touch them. That God will invade their hearts, invade their spirits. Because if they come into order, they will bring the children into order. Because if Jacob comes into the order of fatherhood, Jacob will be able to transfer the blessing to his children, to Joseph. So begin to pray. Pray, breathe your name upon him. Breathe your name upon him. Just breathe your name upon him. Breathe. Yes, Lord. Just breathe your name upon him. Breathe. Pray for your husband. Pray for your sons. Just breathe your name upon him. Breathe. Oh, hey, oh, hey, is your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon him, breathe. Thank you, Jesus. Nebo Salavikahaya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You see, we were on a journey, but God stopped us because we were on the journey to we're talking about gates and I was telling you uh, to observe the pattern that Jesus was re releasing to how gates open. And I said, he said that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is almost like Jesus was showing us that what opens the gate of heaven over the earth and makes it possible for the will of God to come down into the earth. It felt like it was the first things he said that were the things that opened the gates. And what were the things he said? Our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth 
than as it is in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It is the knowledge of his fatherhood. It is the knowledge of his location as the one, he's not any other father. You know, one day I was, I was going through something and I was saying, God, you know, um, you know, uh, my earthly father, if my earthly father will do so, 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 and so, then God, you, and immediately the Lord stopped me. And God said to me, do not ever compare me to your earthly father. He said, I do not derive the definition. The definition of my fatherhood does not come from the fatherhood of men. He said, men are broken, men are weak, men die. He said, I am not a man. I do not lie. I do not turn aside from my words. I do not even have the inclinations that the broken and fallen man has. He says, so whatever you think is any form of goodness or even any measure of perfection in your father is brokenness and filth when compared to my fatherhood. He says, you do not define my fatherhood based on the way men do fatherhood. Men should define fatherhood based on the fatherhood. I am the SI unit for fatherhood. My behavior, my characters, my nature is the standard of fatherhood, not the things that men do. And God said to me that liberation will come to people the moment they begin to redefine father. He said, even men today, they will begin to do fatherhood differently when they remove their eyes from their physical fathers and they look to God. They begin to say, what are the standards of his fatherhood? What is the way that God blesses his children? What is the way that God deals with his children? What are the sufficiencies that he has given to his children? What are the things he has made available to his children? What is the culture by which he communicates with his children? What are the sacrifices required of his children? He says, men do not define fatherhood. I am the definition of fatherhood. He said, don't ever tell me if my, if my earthly father, he said, who is your earthly father compared to me? Listen to me. If you think you have ever experienced the love of a father, it is nothing compared to what God has for you. There is a new day that is about to break over you. There is a new season that is about to come over you. And it is the season of the true, true nature of fatherhood. The boundless expression of the love of God. The sufficiency of grace and truth is about to come over you. Because you see, the person that is your father is the person that determines the extent of blessings you have. Is the person that determines the dynamic nature and character that you're operating. It is your father that trains you. It is your father that tells you thus far you can go. It is fathers that release people. Do you understand? And God today wants to release you. God wants to show you the dimensions of his own fatherhood. Not the fatherhood you knew in the world. Not the fatherhood that men define from their brokenness. There's a scripture I want us to look at. And you see, uh, there is, there's a measure of the glory of God that will not come until we have entered into a restoration of fatherhood in people. There is a revival that the world needs and the revival that the world seeks that will not happen until fatherhood is restored. If you look at Malachi 4 verse 6, and we're going to go back um, to... We're going to go back to Jesus' prayer and gates. But in Malachi 4, verse 6, um, it began to speak. You know, if I Malachi 4, it says, For behold, the day is coming, burning um, like an oven, and all the proud years, all who do wickedly will stumble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that, that, that will leave them neither root 
nor branch, but you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and you shall grow fat like stored fed cows. You shall, tr you shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, remember the laws of Moses, servant, Moses, is serv Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all of Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great day and the dreadful day of the Lord. And I will turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and I strike the earth with a curse. There is a measure of the restoration of God that will not come until fatherhood is restored. There is a measure of the restoration and the revival of God that is waiting for the fulfillment of Malachi 4 verse 6. The fatherhood of God being restored to the earth. Someone said, explain, it explains Matthew 2 verse 9. And do not call anyone on earth your father for you have one father and he is the father in heaven. Exactly. He is the father in heaven. You know, so there is a measure, there is a measure, except there is a restoration of the concept of fatherhood. There is a revival that is meant to break. But you see, why is this the last verse in Malachi? And then we have this 400 years of religion, tradition, and transference of the Levitical priesthood from one order to the next. It's just like a 400-year drought. And then we see the appearance of one man called John the Baptist. A man that was born at a season where the church was just in normal order. And this guy brought revival. Why? Because he came out of the priesthood of his father, Zachariah. But in the midst of his own knowledge of his father's priesthood, there was something else that was expressed in him. It was a revival fire. It was a revival grace. The reason why John the Baptist could operate in the dimensions that he operated in was because he must have received a liberty from John and um, from Zachariah saying, listen, I don't understand this, your fire. I am supposed to be preserving this priesthood. But then I sense that there is something inside of you because the way you were conceived was not normal. The way you came into my life, I knew it was by the hand of the Lord. And so I cannot now begin to define to you a dimension that I have not been given the privilege of God to experience because the time in which I have lived and the time in which my calling was meant to manifest, there were dimensions that were opened to me by heaven. But because you are another generation, I understand that time holds inside of itself the secret of the mantles of God. And so all I can do as your father is to steer you in the direction of the kingdom and teach you the basic virtues and the ancient landmarks, but I cannot determine for you the expressions of the grace of God. I am here to stand. I am here to intercede for you. I am here to pray for you. I am here to strengthen you on your journey, but I am not to bring definition to your expression. The reason why John the Baptist could do what he did was because God, that's why an angel had to appear to Zachariah to speak about the birthing of this child. So that when the day for the expression of this child comes, Zachariah will not think that it is by his hand and by his own priesthood that he could begin to define John the Baptist's own. There are some people that are meant to be markers. There are some people that are meant to break out in a certain kind of revival fire. 
And the reason why they have not broken out is because there is no restoration of fathers to sons and sons to fathers. And the restoration of it is not that you go down, you are kneeling down in front of people. Somebody, daddy, I greet you. Anybody that kneels down in front of me, I kneel down in front of them also. That's the way I do it now. We lie down, we lie down so that you see how embarrassing it is. Do you understand? That is no fatherhood. That is not what it means for there to be the restoration of fatherhood. There is something about the fatherhood of God. The Bible talks about even though he was man, yet he was fully God. God blessed him with everything that he was and gave him the sufficiency of his throne and the fullness of his throne. And he gave it to him. That was how Jesus operated in the earth. God did not hide anything for him. Every time Jesus would say, as I see my father do, that is how I do. As I hear my father say, that is how I say. There are measures that this generation will not come into except the previous father stop hiding and stop holding some things back for you to allow to give a child the opportunity to flourish you must reveal to the child and say here are the encounters i had with god here are the ways in which the lord met with me here are the things that i did that made me arrive at the man that i am today you don't just reveal doctrine to them you reveal the experience of the spirit of god in your spirit that is why when the people were stuck you will hear that isaac will say oh the god of my father abraham you will hear that jacob will say the god of my father abraham and i and, and isaac and then the sons and Israel will begin to say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because there is something about the knowledge of the experience and the encounter that gives you the courage to thrust forward. The restoration of fathers to sons and sons to fathers. The restoration of fatherhood in the lives of sons and the restoration of sonship in the lives of fathers. There is a revival that is about to break. And there is a measure of responsibility that both generations need. Fathers need to arise and need to bless sons. They need to release sons. They need to impact on sons. Revelation, knowledge, grace, truth. Listen to me. Sonship is not denomination. Sonship is not my church, your church. You see, Elisha came into the life of Elijah at the end of his ministry. There were other people who were called the sons of the prophets. But it was Elisha that received it, a man who was a farmer, a man who was not really skilled or vast in this whole arena. But there was something about Elisha that Elijah identified. This is the one that is to carry it. You see, sometimes the one that is to carry the next dimension and the mantle may not even be in your fold. You see, the ability to identify who your Joshua is, the ability to identify who the Elishas is, is one of the most critical things about fatherhood. And so even though Joseph was presumed dead, and, um, Jacob never released the blessing upon anybody else because he was convinced that there is a Joseph. God said to me, this is the one. You have to understand that the Bible declares that Abraham said to himself, even if God tells me to kill this child, he knew he would resurrect because the Lord had promised that the blessing will come through this one. The reason why many things are not being transferred and the, the revival is not coming is because the eyes of the fathers have become dim. There is a measure of blessing that should come. The Bible says that Isaac made a mistake because his eyes had become dim because he could not tell anymore. He could not categorically say anymore. This is the one. So he used his other senses. It feels like, it sounds like, it smells like, but he could not see. There is an accuracy of sight that comes that enables a father to release the blessing upon the one that he
talking about. I begin to pray that in the name of Jesus, that every father that the Lord has designated, that in this generation we transform mountains, in this generation we release the next generation of revivalists. My God, let there be an infusion of new levels of sight, new levels of vision, new levels of accuracy in their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, there are fathers on multiple levels. I pray that all the fathers on multiple levels will begin to receive the blessedness of sight. All you fathers will receive your sons. Biological fathers will know the destinies of their children and they will bless their children according to the vision of God upon their lives in the name of Jesus. Perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways to Jesus, you are perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And we're loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. No wonder ordinary men like the, that were formerly unknown in the faith, ordinary men that did not even have the opportunity to stand where the elders stood in the temple. No wonder they could become the carriers of the weight of heaven because Jesus looked at them and said, listen, what I am buying for you is not an office in the physical. What I am buying for you is not a robe that you will wear in the physical. What I'm buying for you is not just friendship. It's not just discipleship what i'm buying for you is sonship that after me many sons might be born what i am giving to you is sonship this is why the disciples could do what they did and the bible began to speak about how these men were like gates everywhere they went doors will open nations will shift nations will change why because they had come into the same dimension of the son the Bible records that even handkerchiefs that were taken from the bodies of the apostles, the handkerchiefs will heal the dead. Why? Because they were in the fullness of the glory of sonship, in the measure of Christ, to the point that everything around them, everything about them was an opening to heaven. Jesus said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. The way the kingdom comes is when the father in heaven is hallowed. When the fact that he's a father, you hold it dear to your heart, you reverence it, that becomes your standing that becomes your foundation what that does is that it opens heaven to you it opens heaven around you it opens heaven in every matter and everything that concerns you this morning coming to the fatherhood of god and i pray for every physical father that in the name of the lord jesus that god will begin to um just infiltrate your heart because the bible says train up a child in the way that he should go and when he grows, he will not depart from it. That means there is a way that every child should go. 
There is a way. He says he calls it the way. There is the way that he should go. Chain up a child in the way he should go. And when he grows, he will not depart from it. It is not when a child grows that you now want to start telling the child, well, I perceive in my heart you should be this. You don't just say it. You train him into it. You mold him into it. You carve him into it. Train up a child in the way. It's the way. I pray that God will give you sight as a father. You are a father in the business world. You are a father in the, in the area of ministry. You are a father biologically. You are a father in government. You are a father in different sectors of life. I pray that God will show you the way that the children he has committed into your care should go. There is a way. The reason why I come to prayer reign and I don't try to do prayers the way other prayer ministries do prayers is because there is a way that God has told me that this child should go. There must be strong teaching. There must be strong revelation and the prayers must be born out of it. There is a way for every child. There are some platforms that God will say, just come and be releasing healing miracles prophecies. There are some other platforms that God will say, give them the 10 prayer points. Pray according to this order. There is a way for every child. When you stand in the lane of that child and you cultivate it according to the pattern and the, the nature that God has given Giving, that child will prosper. You must follow the way. Keep it down. You must follow the way. And as I'm saying this, I feel it is so strong. Even in some people, there are some um, initiatives you are releasing and some businesses you have started. And I hear the Lord saying, train up the child in the way. Ask the Lord to reveal to you the way. No wonder Manoah said to his wife, he said, let us tell the angel that prophesied it to us to come back. Let the angel now come and tell us how shall we raise this child? Because it's not enough to prophesy a child into our life. We must also tell us the pattern by which this child must be raised. Is this child even meant to go to school? Is this child even meant to associate with other children? Is this child meant to be separate? Is this child meant to just start music ministry while he's young and forget about all of this science, mathematics, find X, find Y, and draw cockroach? What is the way that this child is supposed to go? You must ask the Lord. If you have a business, present it before God and say, what is the way? What is the way that this child is supposed to go? What is the way that this ministry is supposed to go? The reason why many of you are not working in the fullness of the blessedness of what God has committed to you is because you don't know the way. You must be able to stand confidence in the uniqueness of your calling, in the uniqueness of the calling of your seed, because the destiny and the potency of your seed is dependent upon your knowledge of its way, the way that God has designated for it. I pray that God will help you and enable you to raise priests after the order of Melchizedek, that everything that you build will rise up in priesthood and will rise up in kingship. I pray that the spirit of God will keep you in the consciousness and in the revelation of the fatherhood of God. And I pray that as you also stand as a father, and as you receive the fatherhood of God, that the gates of heaven will be continually opened over your life. And the gates of heaven will be continually opened over your children. And the gates of heaven will be continually opened over everything that you build in the name of our Lord Jesus. I pray that this is the day of restoration. And I know today that that young lady will stop looking for fathers in older men but today you receive the fatherhood of God this is the day that that young man will stop roaming around the street world 
Today, you receive the connection and the connectivity of the father of fathers, and his name is Jesus. He is the Godfather. I pray that today you will settle in your ministry. You will settle in your gift and your calling because you would understand that the, the application and the administration of your spiritual gift is a family business. It is wow. not for you to try to meet any earthly standards, but God will give you the blessedness of this family in the name of Jesus. Receive peace. Receive peace. Receive truth, receive stability, receive strength in the name of Jesus. And so, in the name of our Father, who sits in the heavens, who reigns above all thrones, whose measure we have all received, in the name of God the Father, the maker of the heavens and the earth, I bless you this morning. And I say that the blessings of heaven rest upon you. And the dew that comes upon Mount Zion, and the dew that falls upon the people of God, it rests upon you. We will go forth in the sufficiency of God and in the multiplicity of the gifts of God over you as a father. Today, receive the coat of many colors that God has sown for you and receive peace to be able to express them in the name of our Lord Jesus. You are blessed and you are highly favored. This is the month that the Lord has made. You will rejoice in the month of February. You'll be glad in it. You will have strength in this month. The things that used to defeat you before will not defeat you again. The cycles that used to show up in the month of February, demonic cycles that were activated to show up in February, they will no longer show up this February in the name of Jesus. This February marks the end of those demonic cycles in the name of Jesus. I know that this is for somebody. There is somebody that used to be so afraid of February because there is a demonic cycle that used to show up in February. It is like you lose people every February. It's like you come into depression in February, there are things that you have associated to February and said, this is not a good month. It that have hurt you were all born in February. But I hear the Lord saying that I am the God that created times and seasons. I am restoring to you the blessedness of the season. You are blessed and you are filled with the goodness of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the fire upon your prayer altar never die out. And even though we close prayer rain for February, we do not close the spirit of prayer rain. That rain rests upon you. That rain comes upon you. That rain continues to pour in your life. Let the prayer fire never go out. Let the prayer fire increase and accelerate in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you because this is the season that you have made, and it is in the spirit of this day that we go forth. The spirit of the blessings of this month and this season as it is ordained in heaven. We go forth in the strength of the spirit of the day in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 People of God, God bless you. It's been an amazing journey in the spirit realm. And I know that God has got a lot and a lot more for us. So what Pastor Stephanie has said she would do is that there are going to be other prayer initiatives um, throughout the course of the month before the next prayer reign in March. I announce to you that in March, the prayer reign, um, the title or the theme for the month of March is the system called God. So in the month of March, we are going to be focusing on God and we're going to, I'm going to be teaching you the different kinds of systems that come out of the person of God so that you begin to learn to build as your father builds. You begin to learn his wisdom, his 
understanding his skills, his capacity, you know, his patterns and the mechanism by which he establishes things for all eternity. So that's what we're going to be doing in the month of March. Um, but before we get there, I want you um, to just um, make sure you connect with all the prayer initiatives, um, all the things that God is releasing, connect with them. Um, during the course of prayers for men, we will have, I love you too. We'll have prayers for men. We'll have prayers for children. We'll have prayers for families, for people in ministry. And once these prayer initiatives come up, connect with it, join in, key in. But prayer rain itself will come up again in March. But before next month's prayer rain, we'll have different prayer initiatives in place. Make sure you connect with them. Make sure you join in. God bless you. I love you guys. Stay on fire. Stay on fire. Stay on fire. Don't let the fire on your altar go down. Don't let it die out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's Pastor Stephanie here. 